Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Hold the phone. Hey, brother. <laughs> This is serious. Serious. We could make you delirious. Delirious. Just a bit outside. Just gotta stop, man. We keep having the same conversation. Episode number 238. Who needs music? Who needs fade-outs? Not this guy. What the hell? <laughs> Hi, PJ. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Count and Pete, number 238. It's New York Sports Talk Podcast, but the switchboard is acting crazy. That crazy. was... That was louder than the Big Bang. And you were there, because you're old. Um, it is, uh, it's great. Uh, thank you for joining Ooh. us. It's 10 p.m. It is, we are live from Comac, New York, oh York New Jersey, and Newtown, Pennsylvania. Newtown, Pennsylvania. Hey, what's that music I hear? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Hi, All right. welcome to the program. I'm Sam Pete, one of your hosts. And I'm Cal. And that's Cal. And the other guy talking is Bishop Big Donut. He's Cal. the third man in. Yes. Thank you, Switchboard. Thank you. That'll do. <laughs> Hi, Cal. Hi, Steve. Welcome to episode number 238. Glad to be here. Thanks. Yes. Uh, this is probably about the 220th episode, or maybe even more, 225th episode we've done on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, still working out the kinks. Every one of them. Still, still figuring it out. Never a smooth uh, ride. Never, a, never a dull moment. Never Great. a dull moment. Uh, how are you, buddy? Good. I'm good. How are you? This is a uh, a New York sports talk podcast, but tonight, not tonight, is it? I'm, uh, <laughs> I I completely missed that. I'm sorry. What'd you say? 
I wow. No, not you. It was it was the technical difficulties acting up. Oh, I see. You're breaking up. You're breaking up again, Johnny. All right. Okay. You know what they say about breaking up? It's hard to do. How's this? Is this working for everybody? I like that. Sounds good to me. Move your hand to the left and touch the refrigerator. It'll increase the signal. (laughs) I now just uh, crumpled up a piece of tin foil and am standing on one leg. How's that? Is that good? It's working. Kids today, they don't understand that. They don't get it. They don't understand that. Uh, we're not going to get into the technical difficulty. Something was wrong with the switchboard. I think I fixed it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm here to talk New York sports, except not tonight. No? Nothing? That's what you said. That's what she said. That's what you, that's what you said. No. You said no sports tonight. It was a suggestion, and you didn't seem to, to take too kindly to it, so... I totally took kindly to it. Oh, you did? Great. Yes. Uh, who wants to talk about these miserable people? It sounded like you just read that. <laughs> like someone handed you an index card. Right. I'm just getting this in. Who wants to talk to these miserable bastards? <laughs> who wants to do it? Not me. Not this guy. How's PJ doing? Uh, he's He's the star of the show tonight. He really is. I can tell you that much right now. He's the main guy tonight. PJ to unload with PJ and PJ. <laughs> Ready to PJ with Bishop and PJ. <laughs> hey, Bishop PJ. I think I just FaceTime audio called you. don't know why. Me? Yeah. Nope, here we go. Nope, there it is. Yeah, so Blog Talk Radio and Blind Dog. <laughs> so consistent. Here he is, live from Freehold, New Jersey. Ready to unload with PJ. It's PJ. Hi, PJ. Can we call the segment PJ's Dog Pound and keep the dog in the shot? <laughs> You're going to have to give me a moment. No problem. <laughs> oh, 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 you need a moment. I see. You need a moment. Hey, Peach. The, yeah. Mets, got, the Mets got three hits tonight. In a row? No. No. For the for themselves? For the for the, for the whole game there. That I was for the whole for the whole thing. The uh we look, this is a New York Sports Talk podcast. It's always been a New York Sports Talk podcast. Over the years we've added uh, Bishop Big Donut, aka PJ. Um and we do a lot of pop culture stuff and we do a lot of uh talk about we uh, really anything we want at any time we want. Tonight is the kind of night that Cal and I, PJ, I'm going to tell you this. Cal and I got in a fight today. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got in a fight about the Mets. We got in a text fight about the Mets. Now, the great okay. thing about this... The Not great a physical thing about altercation, then. No, no. <laughs> no headlock or anything like that. No noogies. I, I drove two hours from Pennsylvania... To physically fight Cal about the Mets. <laughs> he stood on his front porch. Come out. That's that's how that's how intense this was. Two hours I drove. No, uh, we we got into like a text a text fight today um, about the Mets. And and the great part about this is 
we both hate the Mets right yeah. now so hate much. No, I'm telling, yes. I'm just telling PJ about how you and I got in a fight today. No, it wasn't a fight. Well, it was. It was. Uh, that's how couples fight. I feel like. Well, let me say when you say you're fighting, it upsets me. PJ I, thought I, that I, I that I got right in the, the I got in the car and drove two hours to physically fight you. PJ, you no matter how much we fight, your your best interests are always at mine. I and we you. and we both love you very much. <laughs> I know you hate it when can, <laughs> when you're. Can you guys work it out fight. for my sake, please? <laughs> no, we did. We can, totally can you keep it Can up. you keep the podcast going till I'm in college at least, and then break it to me then? <laughs> That's what we said. We said, you know what? This is crazy. Think of PJ. Think of PJ. Think of the bishop. He's, he's, we need to keep doing this show for 18 years so he can go off to podcast college. He's a newborn? <laughs> <laughs> right. He started, he's like a five-year-old. By the way, idea, movie idea, we run, we start a university, a podcast university. Wow. Trademark. Would, we, would it be called PU? <laughs> Thank you. Podcast you. Thank you. Wow. Right, Writers Guild. DGA. The Somebody get with the WGA. Themselves. I will only sign off on this if Josh Gad is in it. <laughs> well, Josh Gad's not going to be in the comedians anymore because they oh, canceled what? it. Come yeah. on. I didn't even get to see the first I know. Season. They passed on season two. Uh, I was so annoyed. Oh, well. I, 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 well, he's I busy, like, you know. I guess He's I was the, the only guy. Yeah, I guess I was the only guy who liked that show. You must have been. I must when, have been. <laughs> when the star is, of is your it, show is now scooping up that big Olaf money for the sequel, he writes oh, his they, own ticket. They doing a sequel to that? Are you kidding? <laughs> to, to that little movie? Are, are you to that little me movie? Now? Did that movie make any you money? So, wow, did you just laugh like dastardly? What was it? Said? Like, he, he laughed like Dom DeLuise, actually. <laughs> it was a cross between Dom DeLuise and like the cat Dom on DeLuise the Dom DeLuise and Muttley. Right? And Muttley on the Laugh Olympics, right. <laughs> Steve, they redesigned an, an entire theme park for that movie. Did they really? I oh, haven't yeah. been to go to I Orlando. haven't been to, uh, to Disney. No, you go to Orlando. I haven't no, been you to, now you go to Orlando. <laughs> I haven't been to uh, to Disney in quite some time. Did they really oh, like like have like a Frozen section of Disney now? Uh, yeah, there's wow. a, a Frozen movie uh, theater where there was uh, once the American Idol show and the Drew Carey something or something. They kicked that out. Frozen sing along. Drew, Drew Carey. They kicked out Snow White. Remember <laughs> no. when you go to Magic Kingdom and. They had Snow White's uh, Scary Wait. Ride or whatever that ride was called. First of all, it's not called Snow White's Scary Ride. Second of all, go back. Did, did, Drew, did Drew Carey have an attraction at Disney? What? Yeah, he did. What was it? Drew like, Carey uh, had his own the- uh, theater at uh, Hollywood Studios before it became MGM. I mean, the other way around. MGM before it became Hollywood Studios. Was it for stand-up or? It was an improv comedy thing, yeah. Whose so, line is it anyway? So it was like a whose line is it anyway thing. Well, I think that's exactly without what it was. Using <laughs> that, <laughs> without using that title, I believe. I don't even know. No, that was his show. His show was whose line is it anyway? But the studio down there it was. Yeah, he was. He was allowed to use the title because it was his show. 
Well, well there it was. They kicked him out. Based on Elsa the British. And Anna. Based on the British man about the house. Wait, no. <laughs> the right. British show is called Whose Line Is It Anyway? Created by Norman Lear and starring uh, right. B. Arthur. <laughs> We're way off here. First, can we talk about the kids? Can we talk about little kids having to do improv at at for, two characters? I don't. I, know, the kids. I, think the, I think it was a show for adults. <laughs> I think. I don't think it was. The little kids had to do improv. Right, like a little kid has to do, has to do a Harold. <laughs> All right, I want all you kids up on the stage. Sit down. Shut up. Listen, your flowers. Give me an occupation, a time of day, (laughs) and a dwarf. (laughs) Famous dwarf. And and here's a clown shoe. Go. (laughs) Timmy, give me an occupation. Uh, Candy? Occupation. Rainbow. <laughs> why, why, why is the default kid always named Timmy? <laughs> I don't know. Because all Timmys are idiots. Little t- Tiny Tim, maybe? No, that was a grown man. Maybe. <laughs> Tiny Tim from Scrooge. Dickens. From Dickens. Cow. Dickens. Oh, oh, that one. <laughs> not, not the ukulele playing guy who looked a lot like a pedophile. Look, well, you know that saying, if it looks like a pedophile, <laughs> and it plays the dot, dot, dot. Do you guys remember seeing Tiny Tim on Carson as a kid? He was scary. It was very frightening. He was like a freak. Like he sung with a high, ridiculous falsetto and stuff. And who, and who was who was his lady friend? You remember? Jezebel? No. Was no. it Miss Lily? Miss Lily? I don't Miss know. Lily I'm asking. Miss... I, this is not a, this is not a riddle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember his lady friend. You remember that he had one, though, right? Yes. Much taller. Yeah, he married her on TV. That was the gimmick. That was the gimmick. He was Tiny Tim, and his lady friend was much taller than him. Who was she, then? Well, if only we had a device that we could figure this out. All right, while well, I'm looking this up, tell me more about the uh, princess... Or the uh, Frozen exhibit at Disney. Well, there's uh, there's somebody missing from the Magic Kingdom now, and that's Snow White. She's gone. Why? I mean, literally gone. You can't go into a, a a gift shop and buy a Snow White anything. They have. Is it? Yeah. Is it is it awkward? Like you can't mention her name in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, I didn't. I didn't try. All right. I didn't try, but we did notice that she was conspicuously absent. Hmm. That's weird. Didn't they? Mm-hmm. Isn't there a brand new ride over in Magic Kingdom specifically for the dwarfs? Wait. The what? Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. The Mine Train. Yeah. Wait. Right. So it's only not, the seven it's dwarfs. It's not a ride for dwarfs. <laughs> so Steve. only dwarfs can get on it. No, it's a dwarf. Themed Dwarf ride. With a v. It seems like that would be a very short line. <laughs> You're go- oh my god. Good night, everybody. I didn't mean to do that. Oh. I really, I really did not mean to do that. Cal just, Cal just dropped his microphone and walked away from the table. 
<laughs> I did not mean to do that. I swear Welcome to I, an evening I, of bad jokes. I did not mean to do that. I'm bad sorry. Bad jokes. What do you mean? The sequel to Frozen? It's called Melted. I said... Oh. That, that's terrible. I said um, I, that the line for the dwarves is probably short. Because... And I didn't... I didn't mean it was Miss Vicky, Tiny Tim and Miss Vicky. Miss Vicky. Miss Vicky. Yeah. Yep. Right, now that I remember that. Yep. Um, it, well, I, I don't know why Snow White has been expunged from Disney. I want to know why this is. What did uh, she I do? I think they just work, they work them in and they work them out. Uh, also Snow gone, White? Pocahontas. Pocahontas gone. Well, really? there, there may be reasons for that. Uh, the I don't know. princess I don't know. from the Frog Prince, whose name I do not know because I did not see that film, is also <laughs> gone. See that film? Can't comment. Hmm. I don't know if you guys know this, but Pocahontas, that that uh, movie might not be the most historically accurate one that Disney's ever done. You sure? How do you know that? Spoiler alert. Why do you know that? I'm just, I'm just, I have a feeling. I'm just throwing that out there. Talking well, trees and raccoons? No, not the <laughs> not the way it happened. Timmy, are they smelting like iron in one of your backgrounds there? It sounds like a, a hammer hitting steel. What is going on? <laughs> I figured Cal was just chasing a rodent. Or is that in my house? It's not Super here. Super Mario style. Maybe it's a mine. Right. Not happening. All that's happening behind me is crickets because I'm outside. So that oh, that's why it does sound like you are outside. By the way, he's in the field filing a report. <laughs> live, live from the deck. You have a lovely well, what's deck. Distur- what's way. disturbing me is the loudest sound is coming from about forty feet in the air in a tree. Something's staring at me. Looking and at croaking. Me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like it. There's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot more nature where I live now, boys, uh, including uh, oh, yeah. and uh, you know I'm in, well, I'm in a neighborhood or whatever, but there's a state park literally almost across the street from me, and so um, you know a lot of deer, a lot of you know things you don't necessarily see in Bayside, Queens, raccoons. Uh, raccoons, but we had those in uh, in Bayside. Okay, with all the garbage. Yes. Um, but uh, a bunny rabbit in oh. my backyard every morning and every afternoon, and he's very aggressive. <laughs> he <laughs> he like knows a, what he wants. Yeah, this is not like a dizzy... The, uh, the boys have named him Bunny, uh, bunny Fun. Bunny Fun. Bunny Fun, yes. Apparently, Asian-American bunny. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like an Asian nightclub singer. <laughs> Put your hands together for Bunny Fun, everybody. Bunny Fun. Two ends in the in the fun, right? Yes. That's correct. Bunny Fun. How about Bunny Hill? <laughs> the way this thing gets around the backyard, it sounds like... The... the um, and it's, the, not a, it's not a man in a bunny suit, is it? <laughs> not to my knowledge. With a beard and a cigar? The other... Well, the problem is I have a fear of leaving, a, like, a door open. Because we, we don't have a screen door on the front door, right? So if I go outside and I just want to, like, run out to go get the mail, for example, 
I, like, I can't leave the door open like even a crack. Bunny Fun will be singing in my living room. Sure. He's he's very aggressive. Not shy at all. Is he a brown bunny? Yes. A white bunny? Brown and white. Brown and white. Good white looking tail. bunny. Yeah. White tail. White tail. It's correct. Same bunny every every day. You sure? Yes. I've tagged him. Because <laughs> you know bunnies come in groups of more than one. They do. So, so bunnies travel in packs? Is that what you're telling me? They tend they tend to multiply. Schools? Is it a school of bunnies? It isn't. What do they call a a tandem? <laughs> Do they colloquium? Wait. I don't know. Right. Do they travel that way for a reason? Like they have each other's no. back or something? No reason. You ask them, they won't tell you. No reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, rabbit. Bunny. Why are you walking guys, together? Why is why you guys in tandem? <laughs> Tonight's episode will be named Tandem Rabbits. Tandem, tandem bunnies. Bunny fun. Tandem bunny. <laughs> Um, he's very, he's very, very aggressive. Um, I want to get back to the fight uh, because it is sports related that Cal and I were having today. It wasn't really a fight, but PJ, to tell you, this is where we are with the Mets right now. The Mets are so infuriating that Cal and I got into a text. Just, we've been doing it for days. We're just going back and forth and we're saying the same thing. We both hate the team so much. We just hate them in different but, ways. So, like the, but you, the fu- you you started hating on the team in in April. It's all over. Jan- longer than you that. Predict- ja- January. Okay. But everything we knew was going fight to happen. About it? No, no, no. Here's this is why I bring this up because a it's a New York sports upset. talk. It's a New York sports talk podcast, and b. There's an interesting dynamic to the way you have a discussion about certain teams that we're actually at the point where we're just arguing over who we hate more with the Mets. Oh. So, like, I I am... I I dislike the manager so much. I hate the baseball decisions that he makes. I hate the, the lineups that he puts out there. I just think he's terrible. And I... I will call that out all the time to Cal. Meanwhile, Cal is calling out the general manager, who really, I think, Cal, it's safe to say, where most of your, you use the the great word, and it's true, vitriol, is. That's where, that's where it goes to. So Cal will be going off on the general manager, and I'll be like, yeah, no, but what about the manager? And he'll be like, yeah, but the manager, what's the manager going to do? He's, his hands are tied. How about the general manager? And I'll be like, well, the general manager's hands are tied. He's got no money. You know, it's it, this... And so we're just going back and forth on how much this team is frustrating us. And it got to a right. point today where I I said something that uh, – I texted something that was somewhat antagonistic. And I really didn't mean it to be, but I used the same word that Cal had used earlier, blah, blah, blah. And finally, Brian, you very rightly threw your hands in the air and was like, look, I'm not – what are we doing? I'm, I'm going to go take a break. I'm going to put the phone down for 10 minutes because we're screaming at each other about how much we hate this team. I literally I right. literally did. I threw my hands up in the air. <laughs> said, i got to get back to these retainer agreements. 
Yeah. And that's what and that's what I did. Right. I banged a couple of them out. Felt better about myself. Right. And he came back a couple minutes later and said, "Okay, as as we were." <laughs> Carry on. Carry on with the vitriol. It's like hard to me. argue like over food. something that you have in common at its root. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> but we did it. It's not it's that's the funny thing. It's not an argument. Right. Really, it's it's Oh, oh, you hear this? What? Wow. Hold on a second. I'll be right you back. Did that on purpose? Who did that? How did he do that? Did he do I don't know if he did that on purpose. Do you hear how much First of all, it's the greatest needle drop in the history of the show. <laughs> that's why I, hard, I find it hard to believe it was done on purpose. <laughs> Um, no, but I know you don't want to talk about the Mets tonight, and I know we want to stay away from sports, but... Ah, whatever. Whatever you want to do. I don't care. Um, I, I just, it's, I think once we listen to that press conference then, you, it was all so, uh, and we're speaking about Sandy uh, Alderson's press conference uh, today before the homestand. And speaking to reporters and answering questions, he went full Itzik. <laughs> yeah, and, and you never go full Itzik, ever. And that press conference was as big a disaster as he's had. Do you think I, he? I think. Do you think that he just he was um, overcome with all of the negativity surrounding the team, and that's why it happened? Like. He didn't plan on it going that way, but it just he couldn't handle it, and it got away from him? Or do you think he just doesn't care, and he was being antagonistic? I think he was challenged. Well, he definitely was challenged, because for the first time, I heard someone directly challenge him with a question. Right. And you could and hear it turn. He was being his usual sort of smug self. Glib. And glib, and it was going exactly as he wanted. And then when Kevin Kiernan uh, from The Post asked him about adding significant payroll and, you know, uh, and pushed on it and said, it's a legitimate question. We've asked it before, well, you know, what, what do you want? Because Kiernan was like, well, give me a number. You know, what does is, what is legitimate acquisition mean? And and that's when Alderson said, you know, yes, we can. Not that any of you guys are going to believe me. Right. And that's when it turned. Right. And he got defensive right and got, away. And and Kieran had even said, look, you don't need to get defensive. Right. Don't take it personally. Yeah, don't take it personally. I'm not taking it personally. He totally was taking it personally. He absolutely was. And that's where that press conference turned. And it was... It, it was a wild ride after that. And I think, Cal, the reason it turned was because he had not been, in five years, he had not been challenged that he, way. No, that was the first time I had heard it in, in five years. And because you don't dare challenge Sandy Alderson. That's who's right. smarter than everybody and has a plan and knows what he's doing. Yep. You, you don't dare. Nobody, nobody has the guts to do that. And somebody did, and you heard it. He he didn't know how to respond. Yep. This is not how this is not supposed to happen. Yeah, and and also this could be a critical point because not only did he sort of snap in that press conference, Bry, and sort of show his hand, 
But as you, uh, I wasn't able to listen to it, but Mike Francesa afterward, as I've been sort of begging for, killed him for the first time. Yeah, and and he even, you know, I I thought it as he was doing it. I thought that, wow, he's always given Sandy Alderson the benefit of the doubt. He's been very clear. Now, and, and the reason why we talk about this with Mike Francesa is because he is the preeminent opinion shaper absolutely in new york sports he is right he all he has to do is say something he'll be the first one to tell you he is <laughs> just ask him yeah but he'll he'll espouse an opinion and right away people either who had no opinion on it either have that opinion now or have the absolute opposite opinion because he had that one yeah so he just he's he's a lightning rod so when when he talked about the fact that he's been you know he's been fair he's given Sandy a pass and he has but you could always tell he was put off by Sandy yeah uh, since their first interview together yeah right, right you can always tell there was an underlying I don't want to say animosity but he's very quick he's very quick to talk about the players on the team that are not there because of Sandy Alderson. They're there yeah. because of Omar Minaya. Yeah. And he's always kind of had this undertone of, well, Sandy's the smartest guy in the room, blah, blah, blah. But he never really attacked him. He never really went after him no. until today. And even in the first interview they ever did, Cal, we at the time really enjoyed it because Alderson handled him really well. Right. And Alderson always handled Francesa very well, and Francesa didn't like it. Right. And he is smarter than Francesa, you know, in a lot of ways. And and Francesa didn't like it. What we've come to now with Sandy Alderson is, Sandy. first of all, he's not the same guy he was five years ago. He's not. No. Uh, when he took over this team, he was way less antagonistic. He was way more open. He was way more... Um, forthcoming, I feel like he was, um, and he had a better time. Now, when he is, uh, there, there's, there's a, a genuine acidity now to when he jokes around. Um, it's, and he is way antagonistic. This job has really made the guy a curmudgeon. Really has. Well, the thing, the thing that he has, he's always operated under the premise that. I have a plan. We have a plan. Don't question it. Let us carry out our plan. Right. It's been five years. And it's been, now it's been five years and people are starting to challenge him. And The first three years, that's fine. Because he took, he took over for Omar Minaya, who was a great, a talent, a great talent evaluator. but A, a great Italian? A great Italian evaluator. <laughs> this one, this one is Italian. I couldn't tell. <laughs> He is an Italian. This guy. He's. I have evaluated him from the neck down. He's a pure Italian. The head. Eh, he's a little menzestunad. No. Um. Uh. But Omar Minaya was an administrative nightmare, and so when Alderson took over, it looked like, uh, you know, the famous saying: the adults are running the running the show. Um. Uh, but. All that said, Cal, he said something today in that press conference that's indefensible. And that's when your team is struggling as the Mets are, and it's about to be the trade deadline, and they have an opportunity 
to make the playoffs or make a push for the playoffs. You can't tell your fan base, we need to see more of Kirk Neuenheis and Eric Campbell. So those bench players get more uh, experience and opportunity being everyday players. Right. And that'll improve our bench. Well, there's two problems there. One is Eric Campbell and Kirk Neuenheis stink. They're barely major league players. And two, if they're playing all the time, they're not bench players. And you have a big problem. And if they're playing all the time, who's on the bench? Who's on the bench? I think everything like I, I think we're at a very interesting critical kind of mass point because as Howard Megdal wrote again today on Capital New York that uh with his, you know, continuing ripping of the Wilpons, but the Wilpons are at a trade deadline that they've never been at before. Or 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 I shouldn't say that. They haven't been at in five years where they're expected to make a move and they have no money. They have no money. I don't believe I don't buy that. Well, they have no money that they're willing to spend on the team. That I will buy. Because Eddie that Coleman Eddie Coleman doesn't lie, Cal. And if Ed Coleman heard that Well we don't know that for sure. That he doesn't lie? We don't know that. That he doesn't lie. He could He's, be. he never has. About the Mets. He never has, Bry. All right, fine. I just I, I I have always found it that when Ed Coleman brings something to Francesa, especially, it's because he's heard it. I mean, he yeah, it, because yeah. he can because he can back it up. Right. And what did he say this week? He said he is he found out that Ben Zobrist has been available, and that the reason that the Mets haven't traded for him is because they don't want to take on his remaining salary. They don't want to take on his remaining salary. Not that they can't. They don't right. want to. His salary is a problem. Right. Right. And how you, much is his salary for the rest two to, of the year? Two to three million dollars. Right. Then they don't want to take on two to three million dollars. Well, Eddie Coleman didn't say want or can't. He what said, did he say? He said the salary, the remaining salary is a problem. And they, well, I mean, he might have said, Cal, you're right. He might have said, and they won't take it on. But I don't think I don't. I definitely didn't hear them say that he can't. Well, I, I mean, of course they can. But that's but that's. But that always, would be them. That would be them allocating funds for the baseball team. But that's always the question. The people that hate the Will Ponds and the people that hate Sandy Alderson and the battle is: Do they have the money? Can they spend it? And they're choosing not to, or they don't have it to spend. And everybody's got a, their own opinion on it. And we don't know. We, to be honest, we don't know. Because then you got the general manager saying he can take on significant salary. And he said that all along. Now, the problem is if he doesn't... But he got called out on that too, too Bri. Yeah, he did. I'm like, big time. Jason Stark tweeting after Sandy Alderson said today, I, I have the ability to make a, a major significant trade and bring on significant salary. Jason Stark said... What? Well, you should tell some of the teams that because you already told those teams you can't. So, which one is it? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, today, and, and of course on the field, they run that lineup out against the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. At home, 
are you not embarrassed if you're Sandy Alderson to have that be your starting lineup? Well, Terry Collins was not embarrassed. No, nope, he said so. He even said so. I'm trying to find his quote because he had a really good quote. <laughs> are you sure? That was a great quote. These are major leaguers, okay? And and predictably, they lost 3 nothing tonight and got three hits. And three hits. And he had a perfect game through five innings. No, into the seventh. He had a perfect game into the seventh. Into the seventh inning. Better. So yeah. six perfect innings. Right. 18 up, 18 down. I'm not sure if Clayton Kershaw broke a sweat. No, and and they interviewed the catcher after the game, Grandal, Gasmani Grandal. He says, I really thought there was going to be a perfect game tonight. Yeah, well, I mean, we, all, a, we all did. John Mayberry Jr. was hitting cleanup tonight, Brian. Uh, Flores was hitting third. I think Eric Campbell hit fifth in yep, this lineup. That's correct. Eric Campbell hit fifth in this lineup. They had four guys starting in this lineup that are hitting under 200, and one of them was not the pitcher. They had four starting uh, fielders. That's correct. Batting under batting under 200. Collins in the Mets lineup tonight. We're not embarrassed by it. He says they played competitively against Gio Gonzalez with a similar one. Yeah, did they? Uh, Gio Gonzalez, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw. One guy's won three straight Cy Youngs. Yeah, what's the, the only similarity is that they both throw left-handed. I was looking at game day, and I saw that Lucas Duda got a base hit and then had a caught stealing. Is that possible? In a one nothing game? Because the game was one nothing into the ninth. Right. They didn't, they didn't give up any more runs until, uh, until Sean the ninth Gil- inning. Sean Gilmartin came in and gave up runs. Was it Sean Gilmartin or Carlos Torres? Or? Sean Gilmartin. Okay. Uh, Cologne was brilliant tonight. Eight innings, 88 yeah. pitches, five yep. hits, right. one run. Yep. Trade him, Cal. Trade him. He doesn't get a win. He's the guy to trade. For for an eighteen year old single A second baseman, that's what that's that trade. That's what it's going to be. Well, anyway, we've wasted enough time on the Mets. I think today was a critical mass point. I really do. Between the press conference, yeah, but what, other, but what do you? The what Astros you... making a trade, the Pirates making a trade, the media turning on them. I don't know what's going to happen, Bry, but over the next eight days, something's going. Something's got to give. What's but what? I what, don't know. I don't no. know. Well, you don't have to know, but what what could possibly <laughs> give? Like something's got to give. The movie, Narr- <laughs> narrative wise, what's what what could happen? What could happen here? They could make a big trade. They could improve the team. They they're could not, do nothing. They're, they're not going to do any of those things. I'm just talking about narrative wise, media wise. It's over. It's over for them. They're good. They are going to be destroyed from here on out unless. They go out and do something significant now to improve the team. Because even if he goes out and trades Gavin Cicchini for Will Venable, because oh, that's the kind of deal that you that's can see the happening. That's the deal he's looking for. 340 right? on base percentage. Right. Nothing's going nothing's gonna to change with the way that the team is covered. They're still going to say that's not enough. Here's the next thing. Michael Conforto, probably not coming up this weekend, even if you thought he would, Michael Kadir took some medicine today, and it's supposed to make him feel better tomorrow. So they're going to see how he feels tomorrow. He was at the hospital for special surgery. They gave him some medicine there. And they won't put him on the DL. No, no. And, and it doesn't, they hope to have him in the lineup tomorrow. 
He wasn't at the game, mind you. He wasn't at batting practice today, Cal. You know where he was? At the hospital for the third time in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's not on the DL. I, I, the the Kadir thing is, is nutty beyond belief. It's nutty beyond belief. It's not, but it's not. It's not, that's... It is. Not. It is, Brian. It is. Other me, teams. Other teams just don't do this. They don't do this. And that's why it's not nutty to me. Because they played shorthanded they again. They chose to play shorthanded again against a first place team and Clayton Kershaw. They chose to play with twenty three players again. How is this acceptable? It is. It is. Why is it acceptable? Why but, is it acceptable? But, but you know what? For whatever the media did today in the press conference, how do you not ask that question? After he gives you the update about Michael Kadire, who is at the hospital for special surgery and not batting practice, and is somehow not going on the DL, and he's not available tonight, how do you not ask Alderson, Sandy, how are you supposed to tell a fan that you're making your best effort to win a game when you're voluntarily <clears throat> playing shorthanded again against a first-place team and Clayton Kershaw and the Los Angeles Dodgers. How do you tell a New York Mets fan to come out and spend money on his team when you're voluntarily playing shorthanded? Free shirt Friday. Free shirt Friday. Right. Oh, and the dog, it wasn't a dog night tonight too? Or a pooch night or something? Tonight, I don't know. Heart concert. On Saturday. You can see a heart concert. The band Heart. Performing a concert after the game on Saturday. Saturday. Harvey Day on Saturday. Come Harvey. out for Harvey Day. Yeah. Uh, run the bases with your kids on Sunday. Family Sunday. Family Sunday is Mr. Matt. Family Sunday. Right. Sundays. Come watch our all-star pitch. You know, 12, four tickets for $48 yep. in honor of Jacob deGrom. It's Doesn't all that matter. And you know what? We'll bring up, like you said, before anybody else did, before I saw it anywhere today. They'll bring up Conforto on Tuesday. Coming up Monday on the off day. He's coming up Monday. Yeah, come up on Monday on the off day. He'll be there Tuesday for the Padres series because they right. need because they need Gate. And then they could, and then they could take the Monday off day after they've lost three out of four to the Dodgers and at least and spin it because Conforto's coming up on Tuesday, and then that could be the story. They are the masters at burying the lead. Masters of it. Yeah. Masters of it. Misdirection. Like just like like real like real carnival folk over there. Yeah, that's what they do. That's all they care about is owning, keeping that team. That's all they care about. They don't care about winning. They like to win. Hey, listen, I when it's, when it's third or fourth on the list. The people that say ah they don't want to win, I don't think that that's true. I think obviously they want to win, but if they don't, eh, that's okay. We still got the team. They have to keep the team long enough to have Willett's point develop. That's it. Yeah, that's your that's your big angle here. It's with a the, land grab. Yeah. Well, I don't think that that's it. And Major League Baseball's like, no, I, I don't I think mean, I think it's, it's, I think part of it. I don't think it's the only reason. No, I think ultimately it's because the legacy of the Wilpons is they own the Mets, and yeah. Fred wants to pass it on to Jeff. And Jeff, is, he's, gonna, he's not going to sell the team. Jeff get, is never going to sell that but team. But they're never going to sell the team either, Cal, because the, the, the don't forget, the developments of Will, the development of Willett's point was part and parcel with City Field. Everything with Madoff happened when? December of 2008, correct? Mm-hmm. 
Right? City Field opened in 2009. It was already built. All their plans were in place for them to have Willits Point. If Madoff hadn't happened, they might have it already. They're, 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 they're real estate people. They're real estate people who are baseball fans. That's it. That's all they are. They're not, they're not sports businessmen. You know what's more important to Fred Wilpon? Between the Mets and developing Willits Point and making a gazillion dollars off that development? Yeah, it's Willits Point. Right. So he went to uh, uh, Bud Selig and he said, I need to hold on to this team. Give me loans. Let me hold on to this team. Let me right my financial ship by borrowing against the Mets so I can get this done and built. I'm telling you. It's all a friggin' land grab. And it's a land grab that would have been done four years ago if it hadn't been for Bernie Madoff. Yeah. So that's where you're stuck. All right, I want to bring PJ back in because we promised him an upfront fun load. A fun load. Oh, baby. Sorry, I had to go. A front load? A front load? An upfront load? An upfront load, a front load. I had a front-loading VCR. We all did. Did you have a nope. top-loading VCR? A, uh, I had one of those. Things. I started yeah. with a top-loader and then switched. You had a top-loader? end I did. Wow. You ever have a rear-loader? Wait, what now? <laughs> the VCR. Keep the show clean, please. VCR. <laughs> there's, no such sort of, there's no such sort of device. Was okay. there? I don't know. I'm asking if you ever had one. No. Okay. I so they think didn't you make just it? put the machine on your TV backwards. That's different. Maybe that, that's what it was. <laughs> the Why wires were screen. I had no clock on the front. Did I have it backwards? <laughs> when did you get your first, when did you guys get your first VCR? How this old? This was nineteen eighty. Nice. My own? Or like the family VCR? No, the family one. Not your own for your bedroom. I had one of those though. I I eventually had one of those, yes. Yeah. Um Bedroom? I might have. I had a bedroom. Yes, eventually. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> go by, go by Steve's. He's got eleven of them. I know. I got. Uh, <laughs> we're swimming in them. <laughs> I'm in one of them now. I don't even know which one. <laughs> he turned it into a pool room. Um, <laughs> the place to be. I had. Uh, I think I was ten. Nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, I would say probably eighty-three, eighty-four. Well, oh, okay. Here. It had to have been at least 84 because my father recorded the Mets game where Dwight Gooden struck out 16 Pirates on in 1980. The Friday night game? Yeah, in 1984. Was that the USA Cap night game? No, that was, that was the 10-1 Cubs victory. That's right. The USA Cap night game was he struck out 17. No, 16. And he threw the one hitter, the Keith Moreland. Yeah, uh, infield hit in the fifth inning. That was eighty. That was eighty five, though, right? That was eighty four. That was eighty four. Yeah, because they were in the pennant race with the Cubs at that That's point. Right. But earlier in the summer, he struck out sixteen Pirates. Right. And he struck somebody out, and I want to say it was Tony Pena, who swung so hard he kind of like <laughs> stumbled around like he was a drunken sailor. And Tim McCarver was cracking up. Right. 
and the only reason I remember this, here's how it all ties in, is because my father recorded it. And my father thought it was the most hysterical thing that he kept rewinding it and playing it and over play and it over back. again. That's how I remember it. He was playing executive producer at that point. He was. I mean, it wasn't very smooth, the whole rewinding no. back then. Did you have a remote on a cord? Yeah, we've talked about this, right? I don't yeah, know. we did. Yeah, I had the, I had the, my first VCR had a remote on a cord. Right, you talked about if you push down the buttons 20, 24 and 25 together. No. And it, and it scrambled. Um, no. The adult channel. What? Yeah. We have never talked about this. I would remember that. I must have had this conversation somewhere <laughs> else recently then. Go no. dig your VCR out of the closet, Steve. <laughs> Not a VCR, the cable box. Oh, we had a cable box, and, and Steve, you probably had this, PJ. I don't know if you did, where it was like three levels of buttons. All oh, right, across the No, I never, had the, I never had that cable box. Oh, okay. Doug Hess was the only one I knew who had that cable box. Well, if he pushed down buttons 24 and 25 at the same time... It would, it would defrag it? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Designed by an engineer who said, let's make something infuriating for the customer. <laughs> I had my ca- I never really had a cable box until way later. I had the VCR. I had a cable ready VCR. Oh. And so my cable like MTV, I watched MTV through the VCR. Right. Right. So I didn't have a cable box. Yeah, that's how that's how our box went into the VCR and then out of the VC- or however it went into the TV into the VCR, out of the VCR, onto the TV. Right. I can try it. years old, you still don't know how to do it. The cows can record something. <laughs> the cows can tape something by now. <laughs> I'll draw you up a schematic later. PJ, you got a VCR in 1980? You sure that wasn't a Betamax? It was a, uh, it was a Quasar VHS machine. It was 214 it boasted, pounds. <laughs> it boasted 225 lines of video resolution. Oh. Right? That's a lot. Wasn't that the thing? That was the thing, right? How many lines? It's still That's still the thing. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, that's when you bought a VCR. You were concerned with how many lines of resolution. Right, and that's why the Betamax people were snooty, because they were getting 300 out of the box. They were very snooty, the beta. They didn't back. last long. <gasps> oh, they were very snooty. They were very snooty. <laughs> Ooh, hello, we're beta. Man. And it, it was it was a really big hello. deal in Staten Island that you had a VCR because we didn't get cable <laughs> until 1988. Right. See, we I don't think we we must have had cable, Cal, because you had it. And we both grew up in Comac. We had cable, yeah, early. What was it? Cable vision? Yeah, still is. <laughs> still is. I'm not saying Staten Island awesome. was a den of corruption or anything, but the right people hadn't been paid. Right. I was always jealous of uh, McWalters because he had Sports Channel. Right. That was a bet. You had to have cable to have Sports I Channel. I did not have Sports Channel until I, you know, cajoled my mother. I mean, I got it pretty early, but I didn't have it in the, like, the first three years, I didn't have it. But at least back then, there were a lot more games on oh, the TV. The majority of the games were on yeah, WWR. It, it was like opposite. Yeah. You would say, I would say there were probably, you know, out of 162 Met games, you know, 100 of them were probably on WOR. Now that I think about it, my father also recorded the Dave Rigetti no-hitter. 
on the 4th of July in 1983. So I'm going even further back now. That we how, have did he, how, how, long, how many years does that tape stay on the shelf? Still there. Does it never get erased? Never gets erased. No, he's still got tapes okay. from the early 80s. A lot of boxing matches, a lot of fights. Really? Yeah. Your dad, Bert Sugar. I feel like in right now he's retired. That would be a good project for him to digitize all of this digitize stuff. Digitize all this stuff, yeah. 35 years old, you don't want to lose it. I have uh I still have videotape of um it's probably from 84, 85 of us playing hockey and one of my cousins got a video camera. She was like one of the first people to buy a video camera. And she recorded us playing hockey, street hockey, across the street from my house. And uh, with uh, it was me and Scott and uh, my uncle Tom and Uncle Vin, and we staged a fight. Oh, so we, so we had her, we had her turn off the camera, and then we it turns back on. I was playing goalie, and uh, we we totally staged like a great fight. Like Scott was like the ref, and like Uncle Tom, <laughs> Uncle Tommy, Uncle Tommy, and Uncle Vinny are like like a brawl. It was great. I still have still have that tape. That was my grandmother's birthday, so it's January of, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, March of '84. Wow. March of '84, '83. Was that the two piece VCR where you had the one piece with the tape in it and you would put it on your shoulder? That's right. And and then you'd have the video camera that connected to it. That's right. Yeah. Yep. You look like you're in like close encounters of the third kind. Like you look right. like like one of the scientists. <laughs> you're walking with a Geiger counter, basically. Right. <laughs> Speaking of close encounters of the third kind, uh, and I also had my Billy Smith helmet. I had gotten a. Um, I had. I don't know how they got it for me for Christmas. It was the only one I ever saw. It was the Billy Smith goalie helmet. It was yeah. before before like Milek made it and um it, it was it was the greatest thing I ever owned. Um with the rounded cage on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh close encounters of the third kind, I have a question for you guys. Came up a couple weeks ago. PJ, I'm gonna need your input here. So Evan right. texts us Evan texts us a couple weeks ago, late on like a Friday or Saturday night. Jaws is on. I'm in. Okay, and we all we all we all did the uh, when Harry met Sally channel, please. Jaws is on. I'm in. Right, so we're all watching Jaws, and now we're going back and forth with the lines and just the perfection of the movie. And we all agreed. We've talked about Jaws, uh, Jaws before on this program, but we all agreed that Jaws that it's a you know Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Jaws. I'm watching Jaws. Jaws? <laughs> On my real loading VCR. On my real loading VCR. We all agreed that it's a perfect movie. Sure. The conversation then turned to is it Spielberg's best movie? Because Evan used the Spielberg at the height of his powers. And it's I, – I will just raise the question. Is Jaws his best movie? 
this is a good place to raise that question. <laughs> I feel like it is. Yeah, as good as any place. Is Jaws? <laughs> can we can we just agree now that for the rest of the night it has to be referred to as Jaws? As, as Jaws? <laughs> as Jaws? That's how like that's how like my mom says whore. Whore? <laughs> whore? She was a real whore. H U A? Yeah. What? The, I remember the first time I heard that in Goodfellas when she says she's a whore. I'm like, oh, that's why my mom says it that way. And I don't want to okay, give we're, we're my saying mom as was, director. By the my way. mom was walking around the house saying who were all day. Sorry. She's a we're real saying as, as a director, we're judging, right? Not, not, not as writer or producer or... Yes. All I right. think so, right, Brian? Yeah, I, that would be the way to go about this. <laughs> Those are the ground rules. <laughs> Have we established them? Are we Are we good? Any other questions? What to do? We have uh, we have two established rules here. One, Jewish, and and two, uh, yes, as director. This is like I'm gonna I'm going to disagree with Doctor E. Ray. Only in that I believe when when discussing Spielberg, you can't say best film. I think you need to go top shelf, uh, you know. Pantry. <laughs> pantry. And bread box. And bread box. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Yeah, you that's got the rule shelf, when you're talking about Spielberg. Big prizes. Then you got your middle shelf, which is the average prize. And then you got the Cupid doll shelf. Yeah, can we get more of a Chuck E. Cheese analogy here? Or like, a, you know, with the raffle tickets from Ski Ball? Look, this is like all to- I do during the summer. Tops, you go to Chuck E. Cheese? I, we go to the boardwalk. Ski Ball. balloons. Softball. Throw, knocking what? over Throwing cans. balloons? Throwing baboons? <laughs> what? You can't We're throwing throw baboons. Yeah, what kind <laughs> of balloons are you? That's why I'm not winning anything, Cal. <laughs> You bang on the thing with the mallet and the frog jumps and it doesn't land Rock-a-mole. when you need it to land. No, that's the frog one. I know what you're talking about. The frog I like frog. How many goldfish have you won this summer? We are no longer bringing home goldfish. <laughs> you're out of the goldfish you business? Too many? We're always out of the goldfish business. There's nowhere to go. Okay, another one. So I, I, th- I think you have to do uh, you know upper tier, middle tier, and low and lower tier. Yeah, we could do top I shelf, middle shelf, bottom shelf. That's fine. But I, I don't know where the pantry became involved. The pantry's in the middle. The pantry's what? in the middle, and the bread box is where the crumbs bread box are. is down below. Yeah. I read him loud and clear. He knew exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. Well, I uh, I stand corrected then. I apologize. Again, maybe in your compound, you have things <laughs> located so far away from one another. Well, we have the walk-in pantry. Right, you like have the top shelf room. <laughs> The bread room. The bread room. The bread room. <laughs> it's the bread room. Very that's dry. Ca- that's what Casey calls it. I go into your bread room. The bread room. That's the bedroom, honey. Humidity controlled. That's Humidity controlled. That's right. You've <laughs> got the nest in, in the bedroom. The entire room is wicker. 
<laughs> the bread room. John Wick? Here's what I'm, I'm going to do. John Wick. We're going to go off chronologically through Spielberg's movies. All of them? And oh, I love you. Gonna, it's going it's to go real quick, and you go, you're just going to give me top shelf, middle shelf, lower shelf, or you can give me, uh, what was it? Top shelf pantry bread box. How about we just go? Can we just do top, middle, lower? Top, no, middle, it's bottom. No, we'll do no. You guys have done it. Don't the, the back out of this now, Cal. For God's sake, that's your category. I'm looking to just make it easy for everybody. The ground rules are established. It's top shelf, pantry, bread box. And it's Jews. And it's Jews. Jews. <laughs> and this is only as director, correct? This is only as director. First only movie, take, sometimes take only, take only as directed. That's right. <laughs> Have you Who's, all seen is, Jewel? Is, 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 is anybody really flouting that? Like, take only as directed. Ah, come on. Two every four hours. So Whatever. Comes from. <laughs> There's a whole oh, phrase about that, Steve. We're going to do the uh, take only take as directed. Take as you please. Take as you please. Take on me. Aha. Aha. After we do the Spielberg thing, PJ, remind me to talk to you about, well, both of you actually. Uh, last week tonight, John we, Oliver from we last. We should both remind you? We sh- you should both remind me? At the same time. Um, last week you get tonight. A dual reminder. John, uh, a tandem one? Like the bunny rabbits. That's why they travel together, so they can remind people. Of stuff at the same time. That's what Bunny Fun does. He reminds people of things. Yes, he does. He reminds them that he's a wild animal that's going to run in my living room. Dramatic you a bow tie? A bad movie. I he am not your have... tandem bunny. <laughs> Is that Harrison Ford? It's Harrison Ford. Get off my plate. I am not your tandem bunny. I am not your tandem bunny. I don't care. I don't care. He's always there. He's, every time Harrison Ford's saying something, Tommy Lee Jones doesn't care. All right, the movie with the truck called Duel. What do you yes. Think? Uh, Duel. It's about two trucks dueling each other. I don't know that one. And that's not even a joke. I'm not even making that up. That's just, that's you don't know that one? The, 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 uh, the guy cuts off the truck on the highway, and then the truck pursues him for the next 90 minutes. Incredible. True story. Not. The driver blind? <laughs> Duel, D-U-A-L? No. D-U-E-L. Oh, not like this. D-U-E-L. Not, not tandem. I'm dueling you. <laughs> I don't know that movie either. Tandem? I, uh, I have never seen Duel. I am familiar with it. I'm going to put it in the pantry. Because it's a debut film. Not bread box. Doesn't get no. bread box. No. No, I, I, I can't go, comment. I go I don't pantry know. as well. Okay. All right. Next film. Sugarland Express. Goldie Hawn. Horn. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn in Jaws. Right. <sighs> Husband escapes prison. They kidnap the son. Sure. Sure. Pantry. Pantry. Yeah. Andrew. Ooh, PJ, did you breadbox it? I like that movie though. <sighs> All right, I'll go pantry. I'll go pantry. 
Good. Good choice. Jaws. Jaws. Top shelf. Top shelf. Yeah, at the top of the top shelf. At the top of the top shelf. Jaws. A movie so Only- good that I'll I'll I will watch any making of documentary about it. Oh, it, I I look for them. If there's a new right? one, anytime. If there's a new one that comes out, you better tell me. <laughs> That's another guy talking about how the shark didn't work. I'm in. I'm in. Tell tell me another story about how the shark didn't work. I am all in. I I demand you text us a shark emoji. That's all you have to do. Very simple. <laughs> Once we see that, that's that's how we know. All right. Shark emoji followed by the channel. <laughs> <laughs> then, and then and, and then we know it's on. That's what we're about to watch. It's on. Like, All right. Stop what you're doing. What's next? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Top shelf. Top shelf. What about special edition? What about it? You what's the, what's the difference? What's, no. Well, tell you us what the difference is. You get more aliens in the ship. That's right. Uh, I don't know if it tarnishes it, but original recipe is top shelf. I agree. Moving on, 1941. Ooh. It, it would be real easy to put this in the bread box. Because just because of what it was supposed to be, it's a mess. It's a hot mess. <laughs> My opinion, it's yeah, it's a, it's it's a I bread box that right away. I uh, I kind of uh, yeah. Do you watch you that movie to. to enjoy it, or do you watch it academically to say, oh, here's 1941, I should watch it. I watched that movie the first time ever to enjoy it, and then I went, oh, wait, this is not enjoyable. <laughs> There's not a lot and here. Now, if I watch it, it's like, oh, that boy. Woof. Yeah. I think a lot now, of it, though, is like how good it could have been. Breadbox. There it is. Breadbox. <laughs> Breadbox. That's a whale, though. I think I that's know. a whale. I don't think they have a shark. <laughs> I tried to send a shark emoji. Now I'm gonna. Will we have to watch Moby Dick? <laughs> There's a documentary about orca. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we all need to bread box it. Okay, now we're gonna see how long it takes Steve to say Top Shelf. Raiders of the Lost Top Shelf Ark. All right. <laughs> At least you let me finish. That was nice. Greatest movie of all time. Yeah, that's perfection. See, I, I. I I might say that that was his best. Well, this is where we got it. This is where we if you we cornered got into me it. on best. Right. It's that they're both perfect movies. Raiders certainly in is the thrilling just, category is just a touch more perfect. Yeah. To me, Cal. I don't know. That's really close. Yeah, that's fair. It's hard. I, I like. I feel like I'd have to watch both of them back to back, and then decide. Ooh, Jaws raises the Lost Dark Knight. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> I am totally in. Are we watching Jaws or Jaws? Jaws and Jaws and and Raiders. Jaws. Raiders of the Lost. Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right. He's fighting Nazis. 
Then we have E.T., original recipe, the extraterrestrial. That, you know, I find I can't believe that. I thought E.T. was made before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now it was his follow-up. I can't believe that. Believe it. And yet it happened. And yet it's true. How about that one-two punch? That's a pretty good year. Yeah, that'll knock you on your butt. <laughs> on your butt. On your behind. Uh, E.T., top shelf, for sure. Total top shelf. Oh, I don't I don't like the looks of this. Pantry! Pantry. I did not explain, find... Explain it. Let me ask you... I have to ask you a question. Have you... Have you, have you seen E.T.? too young. See, watch it with your boys. We you watched the trailer. So Wesley watched the trailer, and it was too scary for him. Um, right, right. You got to wait a little bit. And not the remake with Will Smith's kid. No. Um, what? Didn't they remake that one wait, with Will what? Smith? No, that's uh, Karate Kid. You're oh, Karate Kid. That's right. Oh, I thought they were. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought that they just took all those movies and made them with. What is happening? Right. With Will Smith's kid? You terrified me. You just terrified me, Cal. You really believed that, didn't you? <laughs> I thought I had missed out on a great travesty. I kind of liked when they remade Breakfast Club with Will Smith's kid, too. He played every role? He was every guy. Bender? Yep. Nailed it. He did nail Bender. That's a that's a pantry movie for me. Always I can't was. Believe it. I don't understand why, though. I don't love that movie. Is there anything in particular about it that you don't like? Do you yes, like I don't. Story? I don't. I I I think it's uh, overly sentimental. You think it's gratuitous, and I think it's somewhat manipulative. You do. I did. Mm. At the time, I, when I was eight, and yeah. I thought, um, yes, that was my review. You just, you just sat there with your arms folded. Like, this is manipulative. That's the review I submitted. I, I, I think that movie is is a rare beauty. To Kids Day, that's the review I submitted. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday Kids Day. Steve, Steve Sampietro ate Comac. <laughs> Pete, you don't know what Kids Day is. Kids Day was the. Uh, the flyer pullout section of the Sunday comics in um, Newsday, which was our hometown paper. And it was uh, written for and by kids exclusively. Written for and by kids, yes. And it was like a big deal if you got in Kids Day. Did you ever get a joke in Kids Day, Cal? No. Never understood them. No, me neither. But you could like submit jokes and you'd be like, hey, you know, you'd get in Kids Day was a big deal. And they had like movie reviews or little interviews or whatever. And it would always be your name, the town you're from, and your age. And your age. (laughs) So that was my ET one. Awesome. It's manipulative. (laughs) I don't like being manipulated. How dare you, Mr. Spielberg? Sweet. I'm sorry. We're going to skip. I'm, I'm sticking pantry. Okay, we're going to skip the small things he did, um, like the uh, segment in the Twilight Zone movie and things like that. We'll go straight to features. His next right, feature so. directed was uh, Temple of Doom. Dark movie. Very dark movie. I think we've talked about that, right? Yeah. 
how that he was going through his divorce and everything, and he he readily admits how dark of a movie that is. I uh, I'm tempted to breadbox that. No, I can't. No, no, no. It's pantry. I can't breadbox it. It's pantry. Come on, Pete. You can't breadbox that. You can't. There are still too many good moments in it that are, you know, solid enough that it's still an Indiana Jones movie. It is, and we were enjoying it, and then my son had to, he he excused himself from the room because he was so disturbed by the uh, heart removal scene yeah, it's uh, a that dark he's never movie. come back to see the end. He's never come back to see the end. That's he crazy. Will. He's got to grow up a little bit. You want me to put him I, on the phone? Is he there? I Damn. You want to tell him to be a man? How old were you when you saw that movie? 13. What year is that movie? 84? 84, yeah. I was 10. I got, th- I got through it. You saw it when you were 10? Yep, saw it in the theater. Hmm. I feel like I didn't see it until... Oh, you saw a lot of movies, that's right. Saw it at the RKO. That's why you're so cold and dead inside now. <laughs> That's correct. Because you saw that too early. And that why you can't connect with the emotional masterpiece, E.T. I think we figured a lot of stuff out here. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, of course, I was uh, disturbed by that at, at the age of 10. But I saw Raiders in the theater and saw people's faces melted off. So by this point, I was pretty in- inert to it, I feel like. <laughs> like that's, just, that's just Spielberg being Spielberg. Which now, the nobody next said, movie you probably said didn't back see, then. So. You probably didn't see it when it came out. I'm just going to bet. You, get, you waited probably till Cable. But the next movie was The Color Purple. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't... Right? I didn't get it. Not that I didn't get it, but it wasn't really my speed. It was heavy. It's, uh, it was, uh... Yes. I'm going to put that, though, because uh, it's a really good-looking film, as I remember. Gorgeous. Um, I'm going to put it uh, in the pantry. I can't put it top shelf. That's bread box for me. Wow. Yeah. That's high pantry. That's pantry, but it's on top of another box. Oh, you like that movie then? High Pantry. It's High Pantry, <laughs> without without it's, reaching the top shelf. Right, it's on top of the Devil Dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite up there with the Ring Dings, but it's on top of the Devil Dogs. All right, that's fair. It's What's good, next? It's, it's Empire of the Sun. Uh, I'm going to put that very securely in the pantry. Featuring a very young actor. Christian Bale. John Malkovich. Oh, I'm sorry, yes, Christian Bale. <laughs> Featuring a very young Woody Allen. I don't think that's... <laughs> he's never been young. I don't think that's right. First of all, he's never been young. Um, I'm going to put that uh, securely in the pantry. You need a little time. That's an investment. Yeah, it, yeah, that, yeah. It's a little epic-y. Um, free, free yourself up. Free up the afternoon. Boy, I forgot he directed uh, then that. Then we have... Uh, he did. Yeah. 
Well, I'm not saying you're lying. All right. <laughs> Junior, the next movie's Last Crusade. <laughs> Junior. Uh, that's Top Shelf. Top Shelf. Top Shelf. Agree. Agree. Not Easy even... Top Shelf. Right. Right. Then a difficult one. I'm going to guess that he was a little bit worn out after Last Crusade. <laughs> Next movie, same year, always. Oh, boy. Dreyfus, Goodman, and Holly Hunter. Oof. I um, I don't hate this movie. I do. The only thing I dislike about it is... Apologetic was that? I don't. Well, that's because I am not a a 52-year-old woman. Because I'm not going through. I'm not going through menopause. I'm not a a 53-year-old divorcee. Right. Having a rough time of it. I don't hate that movie. Feel like I should. You should. Now I feel like I should. It's not good. All right. But it's you know it is? it's ca- it's cable TV good. Yeah. It's well, I'm I'm trapped here with this TV dinner, and I'm not going out tonight. And it's better than <laughs> better than nothing. If I'm in a hotel room and there's nothing else on, I would watch it. Right. There where it do is. we? It's it's, Ma- it's Marriott good. <laughs> where do we? Where do we? <laughs> it's days that is, in that good. Is for the, if you're at the Hyatt, that's top shelf. Right. Where do we stand on John Goodman, gentlemen? Love him. I don't know. I, I'm a very big fan. You are? Yes. I'm a very big fan. I think he's fantastic. Right. I think he's... I, and I'm. Uh, this is going to sound like a, a huge ex- exaggeration, but I think he's one of the better actors of our time. That's a huge exaggeration. I do. I John think Goodman? Yeah, he. I've seen him do everything. I've seen him do a sitcom and win Emmys. I've seen him do drama. I've seen him do comedy. I've seen him host Saturday Night Live. Wait, I've seen you... him on stage. He's been nominated for Tonys. What did you label I him? Home wear a dress. I said he's one of the better actors of our generation. One of the better. Yeah. Hmm. That's tough. I may have said one of the great actors of our generation. He's he is very versatile. I'll give you that. He's good in everything. He ha- right. He's not usually bad. For me, I just something about him. And he's excelled in a number of things. Mm. He's a solid, solid performer. All right. And he's done it in every. Like his face. <laughs> he's done it in every every venue, like every sort of medium. Me? How good was he? I, I I did not like Roseanne. I liked him on Roseanne. Did you like King Ralph? Yes, loved it. You, you did? I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't love. I mean, think about him in like The Big Lebowski. Think about him in uh, uh, Million Things. Inc. The the voice work in Monsters Inc. I mean, the guy's been on stage. He's done everything. He's a great actor. Frosty Returns. Are they? Why, Jeff? Why are you hurting me? Why are you doing that? Let to me? there be snow. Let <laughs> there be snow. I'm making, I'm making a case. Lo- my kids for John love Goodman. That movie. That's, a, that's a 
that's one of the worst Barton Christmas Barton Fink. Barton Fink. By the way, Frosty Returns <laughs> bottom shelf or bo- bread box. <laughs> and it's rear-loading bread box. It's a rear-loading bread box, without a doubt. It's under, like, seven-year-old soda bread. Ooh. All right, get off always. Get off always. Yes, yeah, Next movie is always. Hook. No, oh, bottom. Bread pantry. Bread basket. Bread what? What's the bottom? Bread basket. Bread box. I go pantry oh. because I, I, I've seen how much my kids love that movie. Good for them. <laughs> so I, 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 I give it the pantry for that. I promote it. I can't. I, I hook. I can't put in the bread box fast enough. Bread box. Ah, oh, it's it's just I I watched it recently because it was on, and yeah, Wesley was like kind of in the room, and oh come on, terrible job. Cal, where are you on hook? By everyone. Terrible job by everyone. No, just it, it, it's Robin Williams' line. Doing his Robin Williams thing. It just should have been better. I don't know. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. I. You know. I never. I never had a problem with it. But you're bread right. Box. It wasn't. Yeah. I'll put it in the bread box. Where is Schindler's List? Is that coming? Uh, first, we have Jurassic Park. Ooh, top shelf. <laughs> now you're supposed to say, well, first we have a little movie called Jurassic <laughs> Park. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> you may have heard of it, right? Ooh, my cat likes Jurassic Park. Oh, what, what cat doesn't? Because she's a dinosaur. That is firm. Yeah, that's that. That's firm top shelf. And then, of course, there is the Schindler's List. Right, top shelf. Which is top shelf. Which I right. think is in the three-way tie for me for best. I can't. I can't. I simply can't put it with Raiders and Jaws because I can't watch it all the time. It's not, yeah, I, you're it, not allowed to. And that, right, that's correct. You're forbidden to I'm watch. For, forbade. No, I can't. It's too. It's I can't. Movie. It's a good movie. It's a tremendous movie. It's too much. I don't have. I can't. It's an emotional investment that I'm not willing to make on a regular basis. Well, but I I don't think anybody's asking you to watch it uh, once a month. <clears throat> it's right. I can't put it with Jaws and Raiders because when Jaws and Raiders are on, I watch them no matter right. what. Schindler's List comes on, you watch it. It comes on again six months later. Are you going to watch it again or no? No, can't do it. Too soon. I, I can't. I can't go through those emotions again. It's too visceral. I don't know. I can't do it. But what Schindler's List has is something that Jaws has, which is a trifecta of enormous acting performances. Yes. It's not just a leading man movie. No, it's no. It it okay. it, it, it absolutely does. That's a great call. That's a great comparison because Jaws really excels because of those three performances. Right. Ra- Raiders is just Raiders. Like Harrison Ford's great in it. Everybody's great in it. It looks awesome. 
it's an incredible story. It's well told. It's well shot. You saw things in it you've never seen before. I love the story and the serialization of it. But it's not like you know Harrison Ford's it's great. It's one actor's movie. Yeah, and and it, and and it's you know he's got fifteen lines in the movie like. But Jaws is those three guys are you couldn't you couldn't we've done this we've tried to recast it if you were remaking it you can't do it again. Yeah. You can't do it again. You can't cast it any better than they cast it. And Schindler's List, yeah, that's yeah. I just man, the heavy. Heavy. It's, it's heavy. hard for me it, to take it, the heavy. Did it get you? Did it break you down? Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And and it broke me down at a time when I didn't break down easy. And now I break down easy. So now that you can't watch cold. it. Yeah. Now I'm in, now I'm an easy mark. Especially now once I have kids. Now you now you just can't stop crying. Like especially once I had kids, like now I'm a total easy mark. Now I forget about it. How many commercials do it? Ah, oh, yeah, it's a, I'm a disaster. But uh, you know, I watched that movie for the Did first time, like in college, like junior college, where you know I didn't cry if you dropped an anvil on my foot. Right. <laughs> Which happened know, a lot. See, that's an odd. When, odd when thing. I saw Schindler's List, though, I did not cry. Through the events of the movie, the, through the entire Holocaust section of the movie, I didn't break down. I broke down when Liam Neeson breaks down. Right. That's when I so started you, to lose it. You were on that. And then ride. I gathered my. Yeah, and then I gathered myself a little bit, and then at the end, when it goes to color and everybody's putting their stones on his grave, I was gone. I didn't <laughs> even know the movie had ended. I didn't know the movie was over. I was sitting there crying. Right, you were something bawling. else you were, come on. You were bawling too hard, and Stroker Ace right. was on. <laughs> you, didn't even, you had no idea. I was still reflecting. So wait, there was a Schindler's List Stroker Ace double feature in the theater? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's what they ran follow- after uh, Schindler's List. You want something You followed something up light. Schindler's List, by the DJ way, and the Bear. with the... Uh, <laughs> Every which way but loose. Greg Evigan was just on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, by the way. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't know he was a great podcast. He doesn't care for you. (laughs) Uh, I was always a riser guy. (laughs) He knows it. Much much preferred Paul Riser. Everybody. Lost World Jurassic Park comes next. Not as good as the first one, but I put it in the bread box. Not the bread box, the pantry. Yeah, pantry. I'm that's placing the, that uh, close to the, to the bread box. Is that the Vince Vaughn one? Trade. That's not the Vince Vaughn one. Vince no. Vaughn, Julianne Moore. Yeah. yeah. It is the Vince Vaughn one. Oh, I kind of like that one. Uh, I'll pantry it. Okay. Amistad, to anybody? Oof. Is that the one we all no, I watched that one. You watched it? You watched that program? Amistad? Yeah. Uh, uh, man. I, you know what? I'm going to bread box that, and I'll tell you why. Go easy with the preachy. 
You know, it's I I, I don't like what that's he does. That's why I that. skipped it. I yeah. skipped because it, it came right after Schindler's List, and that's why I, I felt like, oh, you're doing this again. <laughs> this, again, this could Spielberg you could we, could we take a break from uh, Guilt 101? Right. <laughs> I get it. I feel bad. I'm sorry. I'm a white male. I got it. My my bad. But is it a bad film? No, certainly not. And uh, all right, pretty good. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. He doesn't do badly. He does fine. He's a fine actor. Well, he's just a goof. Some of the time. All right. All right, all right. Here's the movie Who's... that I can't watch again, Saving Private Ryan. Ooh. That that would be like my Schindler's List. No, see, I can watch Saving Private Ryan again. That's I don't get that. I, I don't get uh, it. It's no, a it's tough. a it's a war movie though. Doesn't matter. That yeah. was, that was Talk tough. about manipulative. I didn't say I put it on the top shelf, did I? But yeah, nobody, nobody accused you of saying that. I feel like you were. There was a very accusatory turn. No, no, no. For me, it was simply that one was too emotional for me. There's that only I tough to watch again. There's one reason I would put that movie on the top shelf. The opening twenty minutes or whatever, you know, storming the beach. The eighteen minutes um, is probably one of the more incredible things I've ever seen on film. The way it's shot. And also, I saw that movie in the theater. I cannot really think of too many more gripping, you know, uh, segments of a movie that I've ever seen in my life. Where, like, I didn't move for 20 minutes. And that's how it started. Yeah. And that was the start of the movie. Yeah. Like, I, I... you know, none of us had ever seen anything like that, really. But uh, you just, you co- I couldn't move. That's a top shelf. Certainly That's a top huge shelf stuff. for me. Yeah. yeah. I'll never watch it again. Really? Hurt. It hurts. It, it's tough. It's it's not an easy watch. I, I, I have a better chance of watching that, though, than I do of... Schindler's List. Maybe also, too, because Saving Private Ryan is not a true story. It's based on a true story, hmm. but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I would be able to watch that over Schindler's List, I think. I, I, and look, I'm not watching it every week, that's for sure. But it, it, it AI, ain't easy. AI, artificial intelligence. We're coming, we're, t- we're coming towards the end here. So, AI, artificial intelligence. I didn't see that one. Pantry. Re- Pantry. Yeah. I, I like it. It's deeply flawed. I think it's deeply flawed, but but also in places pretty brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I give it Pantry. How about Minority Report? Much maligned. Hey, yeah. Pantry. I think that gets much maligned because of the book, right? Because of the uh, uh, Philip, the Philip K. Dick book, and that was Philip K. Dick. Yes. Yes. I think you're correct. Yes. 
Um, I only saw that movie once. Uh, okay. Pantry. I give that. That's high pantry for me. Okay. Catch me if you can. Ooh, top shelf. That's high pantry for me. Catch me if you can is. Yeah. That's yeah. top shelf for me. I like that movie a lot. I That's really, really like that. Yeah, I really, really like that movie. I'm top shelf in it. I mean, it's got some. Yeah, it's another one. Great, great performances in that. You're tremendous acting in that. How about the tremendous. terminal? I like that movie. Oh, you didn't like it? Bread box. Oh, I like that movie. <laughs> High bread box. <laughs> it is low, low bread box. It is. It's low high bread box, but it's, it's bread high box. bread box. But it, it's missing something, isn't it? I can't stand Catherine Zeta Jones. I can't stand her. Really? Ugh. She stinks. Oh. Greg Evigan can't stand her either. You know, you know what the problem. True. The problem with her is, stop telling me that you're my age, okay? <laughs> you're fifty years old. Stop it. Just stop. Stop. Do you know Zoe Zoe Saldana was in that? No. She was. I know now. What did what role did she play? I'm trying to picture her. Zoe. Oh, the role of Zoe. She played she played Zoe. Typecasting. <laughs> so is the uh the lead singer from the Dan band. Uh. From from the Dan band. Yeah, the Dan band. The band from old school. Oh, the Dan band. The Dan band. Yes. The lead singer from the Dan band is is one of the uh Zoe Saldana? He's Zoe Saldana. He plays Zoe. Weird. Again, another another uh, maligned Spielberg, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. The Brooklyn Houses House of Theater presents War of the Worlds. Did you ever see that Saturday Night Live sketch? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at these aliens. That was when Tony Danza hosted. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Funkin' A. Look at these aliens. There's Martians. There's Funkin' Martians. <laughs> the Brooklyn Academy of Theater presents War of the Worlds. Um, did not like it. Should have been better. Breadbox. My good man. Bread. Hey, you're, 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 you are among the maligning. I give it high pantry. Oh, you're drunk. I give that one high pantry. Fine, crazy person. I know. How about Munich? Ooh, man. Top shelf, probably. Probably top shelf. That's a very, very good one. I have have not seen all of Munich. Yeah, that's that's you abstain. You're you're a stain. That's a pretty. That's a pretty. You're You're the band stained. Yeah, you're the guy. I'm. You're the guy. I'm skipping every time you come on Spotify. That's yes, me, Aaron Lewis. We got to talk about Spotify. 
All right, last couple. Uh, Chris, uh, Crystal Skull, Indiana. Ugh. I'm so yeah. very tempted to, to bread box this. Go ahead. I'm doing it. Bread box it. I did. Bread box. It's done. The Adventures of Tintin. Ooh. Yep. I see that. Pantry. High pantry. Right. Yeah, very high pantry. Good good chance well, to make it to Top Shelf. That's a good movie. Yeah. Top Chef? Top Chef, that's correct. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? The, uh, War Horse? I can't have been voted. War Horse? Did you, War. did you not see all these movies? Is that the problem? Who, me? Yeah. No, I'm not getting a chance to vote. You are just zipping through this now. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. We were expecting you to jump in. Well, we got to wrap up soon. He's He's got to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Who, PJ? Yes. Oh. He's got to milk, milk the cows. If, if, and if you're going to talk gotta, about Spotify, I'll, I'll stay. He's got to mow the back 40. Right Go back. When... Um, Look at the website tomorrow. I'll have it posted on our website, my my opinions of all of these movies. <laughs> okay, good. We have a website? What about Lincoln? Lincoln? Oh, Lincoln Top Shelf. Top Shelf. <laughs> Top Shelf. Top Shelf. Top Shelf. Haven't, haven't Cali- seen it yet. Calicchio. Guilty. You haven't seen Lincoln Steven yet? that's Spielberg Roundup. You haven't, haven't seen, seen Lincoln yet. What is wrong with you? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying to you. So you, you haven't, haven't seen, seen it yet. yet? Daniel Day-Lewis only does one movie every three years. I only do a Daniel Day-Lewis movie once every five years. So there is a lag. Will, will there, when will they intersect? Every uh, <laughs> eight years. <laughs> After no, not death. even. Fifteen every fifteen years they would intersect. Right, every fifteen years I catch up somehow. <laughs> you just saw my left foot sense. last week. <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, the Spielberg roundup, as we're calling it. There it is, Spielberg minute. Spielberg. <laughs> okay, so today on Spotify, I clicked on Throwback Thursday playlist. Right. Here's the first. Here's the first. Uh, the first four songs I had on shuffle. First four, four songs that come up. I'd really love to see you tonight. Summer breeze. Escape, Ooh, wow. escape the Pina Colada song. Rupert Holmes. Oh my God. Kisses on my list. Hollow notes. <laughs> Rosanna. Toto. Rocket Man. Don't know that one. <laughs> right. The easiest one ever. You know <laughs> and uh what was uh what was next? I'm just looking at it. That's Every how song much on I that feel? list has been dis- discussed on this show. That's that's exactly right. That's why I told you guys I have to tell you guys about this. Oh and uh sailing. <laughs> Takes me away. Yep. That's unbelievable. Eventually, Ride Ride Like the Wind came on. Did you leave it on to hear all of those songs, or did you just read the list? No, I left it on. Are you kidding? All day. 
rode that <laughs> while I was working. I rode that out. Is this is Throwback Thursday? It's thirty nine songs, two hours and forty five minutes. I bet you I listened to twenty five of them. That's unbelievable. A tremendous list. I don't think we talked about the Pina Colada song on this show, did we? Dun 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 dun. Squeak. I know. I know we didn't sing it. Dun 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 dun. I don't know but the lady. But, but what's the name of that song? Escape. Yeah, Escape. 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 <laughs> Escape for breakfast. <laughs> oh, and then I, 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 I was just dying laughing because we, the, uh, I'd really love to see you tonight, which we did talk about yeah. years ago. We talked about the line. <laughs> I'm not talking about Olivia. I'm not talking about the linens. What? Oh, Why are you talking? What? Are you, what? <laughs> and and Jay Mafali had the great line about the producer being like, uh, "You have got way too many syllables there. Way too. <laughs> that is that is not going to work." You are I'm trying not to talking say about moving in. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not talking about Claridium. <laughs> don't want to change your mind. But there's a warm wind. I, I love that that was oh, his whole sales around. pitch. Yeah. His whole pitch. But there's a warm wind blowing and the stars are out. Oh, great. Well, then let's do this. You're right. That, that's why I want to see you. That's your whole pitch? I'm not talking about the linens. Well, okay, what's wrong with the linens? Well, if he's if he's trying to get her over, I really want to see it tonight. Well, I'm not going to talk right. about the state of my sheets. <laughs> he's not, it's definitely not the linens. No. Oh, it's right? it's right. moving in. What? It's I'm not talking about moving in. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm not talking about moving in. That's no. And I don't want to change your mind. Yes. There's no chance that that's it. Look her up. I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look that up quickly. We would need to know. Now, that okay, so that's called Throwback Thursday. Son what is, bitch, is the threshold <laughs> for you? you? What's the threshold where you, where you start to consider a song an oldie? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I I think it's I think it's kind of commensurate with well that might not be the right word but commensurate with your age. So like, for us, escape the Pina Colada song is an oldie. It will always be an oldie. Nope. But you know, alive by Pearl Jam, it can't be an oldie for us. It can be an oldie for our kids, but it, it, it's 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 conti- right. It's contemporary for us. Well, it's not contemporary, but it's not an oldie because we were uh, of an age when it was contemporary. Does that make sense? Well, I guess I'm asking also, like, w- would you recategorize something that had been known as classic rock as now? And oldie. In other words, like 50s songs, songs from the 50s kind of were called oldies starting in 1965. Right? Right. 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 My mother <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> called them oldies, even though that was contemporary music for her. Right, right. 
right. So does that line move, or are the oldies frozen in time? And then there was like you know, then there was Motown, then there was classic rock, or, or, or now is it just a, a widening range of things that are oldies and they fall into the pit? It's a great question. It really is. For me, I think whatever is an oldie when you start out listening to music, those are always the oldies. So in other words, anything from the 50s and 60s, I consider oldies. The Beatles? Classic rock Beatles would be oldies, yeah. Classic rock from the 70s, is not. Con- I don't consider that an oldie. I consider that that's 70s classic rock. Or 70s soft rock, or 70s, right. Right. But... My kids will tell me that anything by Billy Joel is oldies music. It is for them, though. For them, it is. Right. Yeah, see, that's what I I, I think it's got to kind of be in line with your age. Yes. And it's different for everybody, right? But how about this, though? Is Pearl Jam, for them, now classic rock? Is is Nirvana for them classic rock? Just like Led Zeppelin was for us classic rock. You'd have to talk to somebody how old? At the well, wake up the kids. Get your, get right, your, hold on. Get your niece on the phone. <laughs> Samantha, I think Samantha. So Sam is eighteen. She's got fantastic taste in music, by the way. I don't think I think Sam would say Pearl Jam is classic rock to her. Yeah, and it might even be lumped in. There was a weird thing though with like kids her age, like two or three years ago, like these fifteen and sixteen year olds who were completely into Led Zeppelin and completely into sure. like Pink Floyd and uh, the Who and the Doors, like. They went through. They they were like completely into that, and it was like they they all went through this like classic rock phase, and it became cool to do that. So I don't know. You know, I guess Pearl Jam for them is maybe grunge, right? Well, I mean, it was grunge for us too, right? Right. But I think that remains. But I think grunge has moved into grunge is their classic rock. Right. Yeah, you're right. Like, if you were going to do the analogy, you know, if it was going to be analogous, it would be, you know, classic rock is to us as grunge is to them. Right. Grunge is like a small genre shift like punk was. Yep. And and what was punk? Like, punk is always punk, right? Yep. Like, if you're talking about the Mm. Sex Pistols, punk is punk. So what is punk for them? Green Day? No, it's Sex Pistols. Right, but the Sex Pistols always remain punk. Do they have a punk? Is punk timeless? (laughs) Because they're a modern punk band, and they kind of sound like, you know... (laughs) The 70s punk bands, yeah. Yeah, they don't sound much different. They kind of sound like they stepped off stage in CBGBs. Right. Right. And then there's Rancid. And then there's Rancid. Right in the middle. That's, well, they had hit, that's though. the title of my documentary. <laughs> <laughs> on on modern punk. And then there's Rancid? Yeah. What was the, uh, what's the documentary? The, uh... The Fall of Western Civilization? 
Yeah, the followers of the, the metal years. That's Cal's. And then there was Rancid. And then there was Rancid. <laughs> they get their own special one. Hey, Slash is 50 today. Oh, man. Why'd you have to tell me that? Just to send sure. you back into the existential crisis. And by the way, The Leftovers is coming on in a few months. Speaking of existential crises. You gonna, are you going to try it again, I, Steve? Nope. <laughs> Not I saw the promo for it, and I started to spiral. <laughs> Great. That can only mean that I will be a complete and unmitigated disaster if I attempt to watch this. What if I which watch means, it with you? Which means <laughs> you're going to come over? Yes. <laughs> and then I'll leave right over. after. I'm a heck of a lot closer now than I used to be. We'll drink a little red wine. All right. The children will play outside with the deer. <laughs> and bunny fun. Because there is some language that has to be considered that's going to play on the show. Right. <laughs> Do we have to watch this one episode at a time? Or are we are, are we going to binge on like a Sunday, like three or four episodes? You in? cannot binge on this. <laughs> Unbingeable. Two at a time, maximum. Maximum. I think you just invented a word. Bingeable? Unbingeable. Bingeable and unbingeable. Hey, I'm five in on True Detective. So that's all of them, isn't it? That's all of them. I'm all the way now. I'm Watch zero in on True Detective. Yeah. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'm sorry. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> the furniture needs to be out. I just, I'm sorry. You guys love your HBO, don't you? We 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 There's sure no, do, Cal. There is no <laughs> pressure <laughs> to do it before you're ready. You, you got you got to do the HBO. Speaking of HBO, ah. this is where we'll wrap up. This is where we part ways. Did you see the? That's the title of your follow-up documentary. And then there was Rancid, followed <laughs> by, and this is where we part ways. Uh, PJ, that's about journey. I know. Th- I couldn't call it what I wanted to call it for right. copyright reasons, <laughs> so I called it, and this is where we part ways. Part ways. I'm forever yours. No. Wrong Faith- song. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just singing faithfully. Too bad. <laughs> we go, ah, this is where we go, our parting ways. This is where we part ways. Part ways. Dun, 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 dun. Will you be playing air instruments in the documentary? No, no, no. He plays the drums on the wall in this one. Right. He doesn't play the keyboard on the wall. That's what they would call it on one of those, uh, you know, cheap soundtrack albums, those royalty-free <laughs> soundtrack albums where you could use music that sounds similar to the artist. <laughs> this is where we part ways. You know, with fe- fe- featuring hits like Piano Guy. <laughs> This is where we part ways. Born to jog. Born in North America. (laughs) Piano guy. Sing us the song. You're the piano guy. Hum us a song tonight. Croon us the melody. 
Piano guy. It's great. Um, PJ, did you see the news about Bill Simmons and HBO? I read that he's going to HBO. Yeah. After his... Uh, so he saw it. Okay. Good talk. Uh, that's it. All right. I read HuffPo. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. a huge... It's a very big deal for him. And a very big Tell deal in this... In this, Well, in the sports media landscape, you're talking about somebody who basically created himself by writing a sports blog, you know, 15, 18 years ago, I guess, now, um, yeah. and just has built it into an empire. I mean, he's going to be producing, he's going to be, you know, a, a ton of content. It's not just sports. He's crossed over into the pop culture realm. He produced a movie last year. I think he's one of the producers like on on Million Dollar Arm, right, Cal? Yes. Um, Wait, PJ, you don't like that? Crossing sports with pop culture? I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> Never worked. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's been I, done. It's been tried it, and done. Well, he did it. That's the thing. He was He was one of the first guys to kind of do it. Because his his columns always crossed, well, I mean, way before Grantland, his before he created Grantland, his columns always featured sports and pop culture, or at least pop culture references. He's kind of like a Chuck Klosterman, or he kind of did what Chuck Klosterman was doing, but Chuck Klosterman never went full sports. Simmons was full sports and went to the pop culture. It's it's I I'm fascinated by this deal I really am I wonder what he got I wonder who else made offers I wonder if he had this when he left ESPN um, I wonder you know where he's going to take the writing he doesn't own Grantland he doesn't own anything from ESPN you never own anything from ESPN they own it all but he created Grantland no he was the founder and editor but ESPN owns it. So he, it wasn't his idea. It was his idea. It was. Yeah. ES, ESPN owns it. Yeah, right. But I'm. But yeah, we're we're not saying two different. I, he created it. He yes. Didn't own no. It. No. Absolutely. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, go. I think one of the reasons that he left ESPN is because you you don't own anything. He doesn't own Thirty for Thirty. He doesn't own Grantland. But where does he take his writing now? Does he do another gra- – because you're not going to write on HBO. You know, he's not going to write an article on HBO.com. Where does he take his writing? Is that a whole separate venue, whole separate revenue stream? It's interesting. Does he hey, for do me, an- I think that HBO and Netflix are like the new kings of content. They totally are. Yes. Amazon. Right. Hulu. Yeah. Definitely. Outpacing with, the with, major networks by a lot, by a mile. Yes, yes. with those two leading the way. Um, and it's it's really no surprise that he went to HBO. He's, he's a huge fan of their shows and stuff. He's been talking about it for years. I wonder if HBO got a right of first refusal for anything he wants to produce movie-wise. Because if you're signed with everything for HBO, you're pretty much with HBO. 
You know, like can can he produce a movie outside of them? Do they get right of first refusal? Do they, you know, like it's just it's just very it's going to be very interesting. I don't think he's very strong on TV though. No, I don't think so either. And that being a big part of this deal was sort of his podcast has always been very good because you just listen to him. Can he continue to do that or was that ESPN? That was ESPN. The BS was, report right? is theirs, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's going to have another podcast with HBO, but it'll probably be video, which is a talk show. <laughs> right. Do you yeah. watch a lot of the sports content on HBO and Showtime, or are you mainly an ESPN guy? No, I'm not at all an ESPN guy. Really? Oh. Those 30 for 30s you don't watch? The 30 for 30s I have watched a lot of, but mostly on Netflix. I don't watch them on HBO. Okay. Um, and HBO Sports, I, I, HBO Sports, I watch all of. All their documentaries, real sports, yeah. I watch it all. Ah, see. Yep. So this is really interesting for me. Like, what is he going to bring content-wise to HBO Sports? Like, they're giving him the keys to HBO Sports, essentially. Right. It's going to be interesting to watch. I have one more thing, and then we need to wrap up. And what will happen to Gumble? I think Gumble will be fine. <laughs> Very good. Wow. This is a solid Gumble. On, on that was demand. a solid Gumble. I knew exactly what you were doing. It occurs to me <laughs> that Bill Simmons will be taking over. Uh... I think he'll be fine. Um, I had this. This is a really stupid, quick thing that I want to ask you guys about. But I uh, the other day on my new commute, which is a, a lot longer than my old commute, but it's fine. I was in a rush. I needed to get uh, something to eat uh, for the train. I was trying to make the train in Penn Station, and I grabbed. Uh, I I eat a lot of nuts because of the low carb thing, and I grabbed. I usually eat almonds. Couldn't get the almonds. I grabbed Barzini, Barzini peanuts, just salted peanuts. Can you tell me why it's so different than planters? First of all, peanuts are legumes. <laughs> okay, thank you. Important important to note. Good tip, so Cal. Write that, little, write that down. I got it. You, yeah. Just be aware. Uh, if we're ever asked. Uh, yeah. Good to know. Uh, some peanuts are roasted in the shell. Some peanuts are shelled and then roasted. And I think that makes a huge difference. I'm not crazy, though, right? I'm not talking about the linens. Right, like the like, the is it just I've come up with planters? Those are the only peanuts I've eaten, and so if you mix in a different brand, it's like wow, this is these are definitely not as, taste different. Yeah, of course, they're not as good. No. All right, I said it. Not even close. They're not right. No, planters peanuts. Well, I I don't eat either huh? of those. I like. Salted in the shell or unsalted in the shell. 
peanuts that I got to break open myself. I need to work See, for them. I think that you, you only eat them out of the shell. I'm a bit of a slob that way. You don't <laughs> want to have me over it. <laughs> so <laughs> when, I, when I'm in the mood for peanuts, so I'll leave Steve, a mess. When PJ comes over to watch True Detective, <laughs> make sure you don't no put the peanuts, peanuts out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be sure. I, I find that um, people on the train tend to frown on you uh, shelling peanuts next to them in the seat. How about pistachios? I love pistachios. Do they do they mind that? Here's the thing. I have eaten pistachios of late on the train. And? And uh, it's okay. You really got to be careful with it. Where do you shell them? I uh, usually have a cup. Uh-huh. And I will, uh, I, 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 they make these pistachios, they're called chili, sweet chili pistachios. Sure. They are amazing. Sweet chili is a new craze. Yep. And, uh. Dusting of nuts. I will eat. (laughs) (laughs) I will totally, totally eat those on the train. And, um. But I usually do it like if I'm sitting by myself. I won't do it with somebody sitting next to me. Please tell me you eat the red ones. No, no, they're not red. <laughs> Are the red ones even available anymore? I have not seen the red I ones. I can't in a imagine long time. they would. They, they would be, but can't. Be I haven't seen the red ones in at least five years. Possibly. Those were always out in a bowl, right at the house, like when you had company over, or whatever. You had the yeah, red, the red ones, the red pistachios out. Yep. When your Aunt Dolly and Uncle Mimi would come over to play cards on a Friday night. Did you get yelled big... at for, for grabbing the pistachios? No. No. It was it was oh. free reign in my house. We had a one uh, we had in one my, glass bowl. In my house bowl. those were expensive, so you had to leave them alone. Oh, okay. And we had one glass bowl full of mixed nuts. Like a big glass bowl. And then you which was like fine china. Or, you know, like the crystal or whatever, like the crazy Italian crystal. Mm-hmm. And then you had, uh, you know, a couple of bowls of uh, um, pistachios and you had, you know, peanuts in the shell. You'd be very happy, PJ. And, uh, of course, as we've discussed many times, Andy's mints. Andy's. Right. Yeah. You didn't have a bowl of fruit out? No bowl of fruit. Really? Nope. There would be doers for my Uncle Mimi. How about Fanuc? <laughs> no, Aunt Dolly. Uh, and then we would play cards and uh, for pennies. And Aunt Dolly taught me how to play cards. It would be me, uh, my mother, my grandmother, Aunt Dolly. Maybe Aunt Sis and Uncle Anthony would take a ride. And uh, <laughs> Teresa had never heard that expression before. Would take a ride? She loves that expression. It's great. Yeah, no, maybe we'll take a ride. She was like, "Never heard what? take a ride." Nope, they don't does say. She use it now. They don't say that in Texas. Uh, she does. She said "gavone" the other day. I feel like I was, I was so proud. How does it play uh, down in New Hope? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It does not play at all in Austin. <laughs> just give you the heads up. Gavone. Which one? Gavone. Gavone does more Gavone. Gavone definitely doesn't play in Austin. There's a lot of Italians down here, bro, in uh, in Newtown, in New Hope. A lot of Italians, I'm seeing. Which is good. It's well, good to be around my protection people. Protection, put them all. That's correct. Exactly. All right, let's wrap it up. So we we agree, Barzini's are an inferior peanut. 
good. All right. I, so it's not just me. I had to. I had to. I had to get to the bottom of that. That was bothering me. I actually even wrote I, it down. I, I made a note of it. I fear a lawsuit, so I don't want to say. <laughs> there goes another sponsor. <laughs> I want to say definitively that one is worse than the other. Everything else is, uh, you know, you are what you are. You know, they were they were nuts. They were fine. They got the job done. But not planners, my friend. Not planners. All right. All right. That's all the time we have. PJ, final unload. First question, how old is Axel Rose if Slash is 50? I don't know. Secondly... <laughs> Secondly, I'm heading to the Adirondacks, to a place where there's no cell towers, there's no Wi-Fi. I was just informed that the uh, cabin has no television. I shall be truly cut off, and I am looking forward to it. I'll see you when I see you. I may not even come back. Okay, well, if this is your farewell, uh, it's been uh, it's been great. And uh, I can't wait to see pictures of the beard. <laughs> Cal, Cal, final unload. I'm making my own honey now. <laughs> Gonna go full commune. Making my own honey. Cal, final unload. Nothing. He's a man of few words. I guess we lost him. Oh, come on. There you go. Well, I'll take his final unload. Um, Hey, Mets. Seriously? You're ruining everything. Wow. I'm not supposed to hate the team this much. And yet I do. So please, pretty please, with sugar on top. Either just lose like 10 games in a row so I can completely not pay attention anymore. Or make a move. Any move. Some kind of move. Thank you. That's all the... uh, (laughs) Cal said he can hear us, but we can't hear him. And he said his final unload is, um, good night, everybody. I'm putting Cal's final unload in the bread box. (laughs) <laughs> That's a top shelf unload. What are you talking about? Top it's a shelf. total top shelf. It's Jews. It's Jaws. Jaws. That's Jews. Hold on. <laughs> that was Schindler's List. <laughs> Too soon. Good night, everybody. I enjoyed it. <laughs>